after one man chased off some squatters with a baseball bat. They are back with a vengeance. Back night. Be back with you all. You're listening to Adam Air MD, GED. These squatters came back for revenge, and now an all out war has erupted in this valley neighborhood. Underground cartoon therapy. Tom, this is really insane. When you hike as far away from it all as you possibly can, and you're sucking up my balls. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back. Mm hmm. I missed you too. Well, welcome to the 5005 episode. 5005 Chester Street, West Philadelphia. I'm going to give you some scattered history, stories about how I almost escaped an abusive relationship. <laughs> Didn't quite work out. I got the fucking kid to prove it. Uh, I'd like to thank C2, who's not on the show tonight, because she's been fucking awesome, and I really couldn't do this season without her, and I'm glad we're getting right the fuck through it. I just got back from Target across the street. I'm actually recording this in a cemetery right now in uh, Sacramento. Undisclosed location, Sacramento. <laughs> no fucking weed. I'm doing edibles tonight. And I'm dropping some fucking water soluble. Um... You know, this is a hard episode in a way. Or, you know. Shit's fucking deep in the world, man. But, uh, I want to welcome you. I want to thank all the guests I've had up on the season two right now. Shane, the alien guy. Josh. C2, definitely. Uh, Shane... I don't know who else. Mike Diana. <laughs> Always Mike. But hey, man. We did Key West, and uh, now we're going to Philly. I know you guys are like, I want to stay in Key West. I don't blame you. Philly's a shithole. The smell of the Scully kill is fucking enough to make your innards fucking do a little topsy-turvy. Oh, yeah. I, uh... And bringing on Kevin tonight. And I haven't talked to Kevin for in a fucking while, man. He's a fucking good dude. And uh, he was definitely a friend back then. And he's pretty much the last one. We're like two relics fucking still living around. Like, <laughs> how's that even possible? Why did we get lucky? Are we lucky? Mm-hmm. The way shit looks these days, I don't know how lucky it is. But you never know what's going to happen. Tomorrow's not promised. But if you got a crowbar, you might have a house promised to you. Mm-hmm. It could happen. No lie. Things are what they are, but we're going to keep it rolling. Kevin's going to tell us his stories from 5005. A squat in Philly. And other fucking shit that happened around there. They were dark days, man. I was living in Boulder. I was with a 
a chick who would have beat my ass for three fucking years straight. You know what you do when you're in that situation, guys? And girls. You know what you do? You escape. I did. I was staying in a band, I was staying in a jam spot, like a band space up in North Boulder. And uh, I remember just feeling so isolated and trying to stay away from this crazy ass bitch and her flying fists of fucking fury. <laughs> I ended up getting in trouble anyway, pretty bad. Permanent black marks because of this fucking cow. Hmm. What the fuck are you gonna do about it, you know? The past is the past, but at that point, it was the present. I was fucked up. And I remember, uh, these three guys came into town, and they were from Philly. And they, uh, were from a house called 5005. And I was like, why do they call it 5005? And the one guy, Micah, he goes, because that's a fucking address, genius. <laughs> and then there was Mouse. And then there was another guy named Steven. And he was a sweet guy, man. Very kind. Anyway, Steven, Mouse, and Micah needed a place to be. So I said, you guys can stay in the band room with me. They're like, fuck yeah. Micah, man. Guy pulls out a fucking <laughs> series of bungee cords and fucking ties them together. Makes a little lasso, throws them to the roof where an unbeknownst fucking secret passage to all the other band rooms happen to be. <laughs> the guy fucking climbed up there, went into, broke into another fucking band room next to us and came back with a fucking guitar and we rocked it all night man it was fucking great Micah fucking after he got done you know tied a little lasso and threw it back up into the thing and climbed back up and returned the guy's guitar <laughs> never heard shit he must have just been the best thief in the fucking world man Needless to say, I was infatuated with these guys, and after they left, I wanted to be around them. So about another couple weeks of being fucking beat up, I said, fuck it. And I went down to the Greyhound in Denver. And the Greyhound sucked. So I went to the train station instead and got a fucking ticket, because I'm not a train rider. But today I was. Being on the train and getting away from this fucking crazy bitch. The world was already going to hell. And I was only in my 20s. <laughs> Wasn't that great. But... I remember sitting there and I had a sketchbook, you know, and I had a 10 strip of acid, so I hit 
I dropped the 10 strip. Pretty good. Started drawing, little kids watching me. <laughs> wow, look at him draw. Will you draw me something? Parents are all, leave that man alone. <laughs> that night, you know, that I rolled into town, man, and it was the first time I ever saw Philly. And I was like, I knew what to do, even though I didn't. I was like, I'm going to go find these guys. They're somewhere out there. But, you know, one of the things, man, was there was a shitload of fucking different kinds of squatters out there, dude. A bunch of different kinds. Not just guys like me, dressed in black and shiny, dirty shit, carrying blades. But there was these art pop punks, you know, colorful hair. And there was a lot of different shit. So I was going to have a little journey ahead of me, man, for sure. You know. Uh, what the fuck are you going to do, you know? I remember uh, I got off the fucking train. And I was uh, walking, and I just felt everything, man. You know, I was like, I know where to go. I saw this guy with these, he had like a dreadhawk thing going on. His name was Tim. And I thought he said his name was Rick. And so for a while, I was calling him Rick. And he goes, why do you keep fucking calling me Rick? And so I was like, fuck it, I'm going to call you Rick Tim. He's like, that's funny. I was like, well, I'm only here to squat, man, and dumpster dive. And uh, you think we can find a squat? And he goes, I think that's fucking probably doable. I actually know of something. We walked around town, gathered a few people, and got on a SEPTA train, headed to West. And, uh, I finally got to meet everybody, you know. There was Jay, who ended up being in a band later on, I don't know. That was after I left. And then there was his girlfriend, her name was Toby. She was fucking cute, man. There was an ex-skinhead motherfucker named, uh, Tom. And he, he had denounced his skinhead ways and turned punk. It was pretty common, man, you know. People know they fuck up, and they got a right to change. I remember the day we got up there, man, that night. And uh, <laughs> I told Tom, I was like, you want to do the honors? You want to kick this fucking door in? He goes, fuck yeah. I was like, tough shit. And I kicked it in. <laughs> and we all started laughing. <coughs> COVID. Mm. 
two floors, man, and a basement. First floor was all clean, renovated. Second floor, somebody had been in there before squatting, but they weren't in there now. Yep. And uh, I remember I found this little ring that was hanging on a nail. Cheap-ass little copper fucking ring, and it said PK on it. And I told everybody, it stands for Puss King. And they started laughing again. I really got the love of everybody pretty fast. It was good. You know. What the fuck are you going to do, man? <laughs> That's all I could do. Found a necklace, too. I don't remember what it was. I gave it to Toby. And I remember we were in the fucking house. And that was the beginning. I said, I dubbed this house Colostomy House. And that was it. That was the beginning of my little squatter career and my first house I ever fucking popped open. You know that baseline. If you've been my walk of life. <laughs> oh yeah. You know exactly what the fuck this is. This was our house. And then we went the next day to a guy named uh, E. Tyner. And they, actually, E. Tyner was a fucking house full of all these, like, poppy, colorful punks. <laughs> they were kind of whatever, white. <laughs> I remember uh, we were hungry, you know, and these guys worked at a place called Fwat. Not twat, what? <laughs> Fingers, wings, and other things. Oh, man. I remember we used to fucking get the fucking chicken and fish and biscuits every fucking night. It's pretty good, man. You know. <laughs> I remember, uh... I was like, well, I want to go find 5005, and Jay was like, I know where 5005 is, but I'm not going in there, dude. And I was like, why not? Those guys are cool. <laughs> He's like, fuck no. He's like, that's the deadliest fucking squat in the fucking Philly, dude. I was like, really? I was like, I definitely got to go now. <laughs> they were like, you're crazy, dude. I was like, why? I know people there. They're like, you do? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, well, I guess you're good. So Jay walked me through the neighborhood. We ran into a guy named Rob Banks. Rob Banks. <laughs> that motherfucker was a cool motherfucker, man. And Rob was very receptive to me, man. He was like, I know you, dude. I was like, you don't know me. He's like, we know everybody. <laughs> I remember the one guy, Brad Tyner. He gave, he gave me and Rob 20 bucks to clean his fucking house. And for 12 bucks, you could get a whole case of fucking, a rack of Silver Thunders or Sweet Cokies, fucking 40 ounces, man. And we just sit by Decepta Tracks and uh, by Clark Park and fucking get drunk all day. It's a great time in life, man. This is 10 years after this album came out. 
because this album was only 10 years old at that time. Weird, huh? Yeah, it is fucking weird. <laughs> holy matrimony is a bit of a myth. Holy based on tradition. Holy based on bullshit. Shit. 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 Anyway, I remember uh, this guy came up with a video camera and he, and he was like, Hey, you guys drunk? And we were like, does your mom have balls? And, she, and he goes, yeah. <laughs> we started cracking up. He goes, can I film you guys fucking doing a kung fu movie? And so he had us like do a fake kung fu battle, you know. And we actually were hurting each other. It was pretty good. The guy was like, damn, dude. He's like, this footage is gold. And I was like, watch this. Hey, hey, Rob, punch me in the face. <laughs> that motherfucker socked me so hard, I thought my fucking shit was going to fucking fly off my neck. And I got up, and I punched that dude, and it was not nearly as effective. <laughs> Always throw the first hit. <laughs> if you can. Um... The guy walked off of this footage, so that came uh, that became the Clark Park Kung Fu movie. And from that point, we would always do these fake Kung Fu fights, you know, every time we were around there. Oh, Clark Park! And then from there, uh, before I went to 5005, I went to 1503. That was a cool fucking house. Went to 1505, that was a cool fucking house. Checked out the fake house. No, it's called the Knot Squad. The fake house was a different place, sorry. The Knot Squad was a fucking place that was bought. It was bought from the city of Philadelphia. And they were able to buy the house for like fucking $7 or some shit as an auction. It's not original, man, you know? Actually, I learned a lot. And, you know, I learned about City Hall, and I learned about how people buy up property. And I, know, I learned how they just use it as a tax write-off, man. While people are fucking homeless on the street. Nothing's changed here 30 fucking years later. But, uh, you know, you go down to the fucking, uh courthouse and you look up their tax records and you can see if the house is being litigated or whatever and if it is you probably got a good chance of squatting the motherfucker because chances are the owners live in Florida or Bermuda or some exotic ass place but they're not there living across the street from the fucking Wawa that's for sure but anyway you know there was, it was cool man it was cool. Finally uh, met Megan 666. She ended up marrying and having a beautiful family later on in life. But I remember when I first met her, dude, I was so, oh, head over heels about her, man. She was the fucking coolest chick I ever fucking met in my life, dude. And you know what? She's still a righteous-ass woman. Kudos to you, Megan, for being a fucking good person through the years. Can't say that about the rest of the fucking people, almost. Because they're either dead, or they're fucking dicks. It's up to your kids now, Megan. 
I remember, uh, finally, man, walking up to the fucking front yard to 5005. This was it. There's two uh, TV shows that are relevant to 5005 before I introduce you to the characters. Hey, hey, hey! Motherfucker! Anyway, this is where Fat Albert lived in the same neighborhood on the cartoon, West Philadelphia. Fun now, with me and all the gang. Learn it from each other, while we steal some things. La la la, gonna have a good time. 5005! Squat to stay alive! Your first house is only a church key away. So where 5005 is on Chester in West Philly, that uh, is the same neighborhood that is uh, the neighborhood that Fresh Prince lived in on the song. And if you guys all know the fucking song, I'm going to play it for you. Hold on. Here. Because, you know, we all love Will Smith's fascist Illuminati ass. <laughs> You know he is. Story about up loud hell and left got twisted upside down. Called Adam Air. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, this is it. You know, at the beginning of the show when he's spray painting on the fucking wall, you know, and the cops all like, hey, hey, hey. And uh, there you go. 5005 is already on there, too. We're up to no good. Started making trouble in my neighborhood. That was 5005. <laughs> That's right, we beat up the Fresh Prince. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but anyway, you know, the Scully Kill River runs there. You know, about a mile down the road, or it's about a mile or two down the road. Not bad. Broken Bridge is down there. We used to get drunk down there. And the oil cans are down there, and. We used to fucking climb up this big old oil can fucking barrel and get drunk up there and beat up on fucking drums and anything metal, you know. We weren't like a hippie circle. We were more like fucking this tribal fucking shit, man. I mean, there was a lot of drugs, man. I was surrounded. I was surprised I never shot up or anything, but it is the first place I actually smoked dust. <laughs> And I did, I did it twice, you know, but that was the end of that. I never did it again. It was a different time, man. I was definitely getting into the whole movement of piercing and inking. And although I was only in Philly for like 40 days and 40 nights, and I'm already on day three now, you know, I just now met up with 5005. Mouse was there. Micah was there. I don't think Micah remembered me. That's how much drugs motherfuckers were doing, though, you know? And um, he was still cool with me. Everybody was cool. You know, there was Butch. <coughs> fucking crazy-ass motherfucker. Giant. <laughs> he ended up fucking me over later on in my life. But he's family, so whatever. You just gotta let shit go sometimes. And we were all fucking people that came from abused families and 
we're just fucked up or some fucked up shit happened to our families or some shit. You know, it was one or the, there was no oogle. I don't remember any fucking oogles. I don't remember motherfuckers coming in. Maybe, maybe they did, but I, I never remembered it. I never remember that shit happening. Never did. Um, oogles was something that happened way later. Long after I'd already been a dad and had retired from the squat shit and all that crap. You know, I only retired from it in real life, though. I kept my characters always, always squatting. They still do. And to this day, the 821 house, where my characters live, are rivals with 5005, the house I was at now. But this was in the comics, you know. There was a guy named Log. <laughs> And the only thing he would ever say was, Nougat. Nougat. Hmm. I don't know where the fuck that came from, man. Never did. But, you know, and as far as the dust shit, you know, <laughs> that's when the, my friend Cabby came in. And Cabby was awesome, man. He had all this fucking magic around him and shit. He was just such a fucking crazy motherfucker, man. Everybody loved his ass. Just an independent agent. He was kind of the Boba Fett of the fucking <laughs> squatter world. <laughs> he would laugh right now probably too if he heard the shit. I'm sure these ghosts are. And Cabby's not verified dead either. He's really just still MIA to this day. Motherfucker cut his tongue out and all kinds of shit. Mutilated himself. I'm not sure if it was because of dust or protest or whatever, but the one thing I noticed about the squatters were as flesh-minded as the whole thing was, they were really more spiritual than most people. And that's a weird thing to say, man. And for as evil as motherfuckers were, too, and that shit. But they didn't subscribe to the fucking world. And to me, that's what's really evil. You know, there's a difference, you know? Evil is a word thrown loosely, right? I'm not trying to say it was some dogmatic shit, but... Evil in the sense that there's a difference between being bound by design, which me and 5005 were, and being bound as a slave. And that was the total difference. It still is, and it always will be. A space. Enter A space. <laughs> A space was, according to what I knew, it was ran by some yuppie from up in Center City, you know? I think there might have been an accident where the yuppie accidentally hurt a punk rock kid and he got all guilty. He felt guilty. So he opened up this little center in West Philly that only the squatters would really go to. And it was called A-Space. Big ol' anarchy sign, dash space. I know it's not fucking there anymore. But every uh, week, all the squats would uh, get together and watch uh, Legends of the Overfiend at this little shitty, empty-ass little ex-junkie center or whatever the fuck it used to be. One night, the guy was like, we're going to watch Legends of the Overfiend, dude. 
Overfiend, huh? I had no idea what it was. And really, dude, I had never seen a rated X manga yet, to be honest. I was about to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so here's where the trouble starts, because this little uh, black kid came in, you know? And he's only like seven or eight years old, man. I mean, he's just a little kid. And he's like, I just want to hang out with you guys and watch a movie. Came in, and we're like, okay. Everybody was kind of eyeballing, like, what the hell is this guy doing here? But, uh... <laughs> the guy was like, well, you can't really watch the movie, man, because it's, a, it's an adult movie, and there's nudity and violence, and the little kid was like, eh, that's nothing I haven't seen before. And I know he wasn't lying. But nonetheless, some people had seen the movie. I hadn't seen it, so I stood aside. <laughs> and the, the whole fucking place broke into half. Hey, fuck that, you can't let this fucking kid watch his shit. And the, guy, the other guy would be like, fuck that, fuck that censoring shit, man, fuck that, dude. And uh, a bunch of 20-somethings, you know, yelling that. Finally, the eight-year-old kid just looked at both sides and was like, fuck y'all, man. <laughs> I'll talk about it later on when I get my uh, buddy Kevin on here. <laughs> I'll never forget the look on that kid's face. And he looked at me, and I was the only one that was like, how do you feel, man, you know? He kind of looked me up and down and was like, I'm fucking out of here, dude. So homeboy put the fucking, that runs Ace face, he put the movie on, and holy fuck. Tentacle rape right at the fucking... Two minutes, man. Some chick being raped by a tentacle monster. I'll tell you what, man. I was sure glad that fucking little kid left. I really was. Because this shit was fucked up. <laughs> I'll never forget it. A little later on, you know. About a couple weeks later. I don't know how the yuppie did it, but... He tracked down these fucking anarchists that were from the 30s. I mean, these guys were like 80 years old. And uh, they came in and they looked us up and down and they were like, you guys aren't anarchists. You guys are bullshit. <laughs> Gave us the strict lecture, you know. We kind of looked at them and was like, uh-huh. <laughs> but, you know, they were elders and... It was probably one of those moments where everybody was just fucking respectful, you know? At the end of this uh, lecture, we all met and greet the fucking old people, shook their hands, and they were off. I used to hang out with this guy named Tiny Bob, man. Cabby loved that motherfucker, man. That was like his fucking... Cabby wanted to protect Bob. I don't know why. I don't know what the fucking past was on the shit, you know? I'm just in the middle of this fucking thing. <laughs> but I remember, uh... Baltimore Bill, or Babs, was this guy that lived uh, at the Buffalo Bill house. That was his house, down the fucking street. And he wanted to hang out with me and Bob, and Bob didn't like Bill at that time. He's like, yeah, whatever. So we all fucking took this long ass walk down to 
center city from West Philly. It's about three and a half miles. Good walk. Yep. And uh, we went down to fucking, uh, I forgot, where, I thought we were in, we were in front of City Hall, you know, and this guy came up to Bob and Bill. He didn't see me, I was dumpster diving or some shit, you know, I was digging in the trash can. And the guy was like, hey man, I'm with uh, this magazine, I can't remember what fucking name he used, it was stupid, it was totally made up. I'm with this magazine. I just wanted to take a photo of you guys. Are you cool with that? And Bill was like, yeah, definitely. My chance. This is my 15 minutes. And Bob was like, you're such a fucking prima donna fat fuck. And Bill was like, what the fuck you say to me, you midget? And Bob fucking reached back, man, and fucking punched that fat fuck in the mouth. <laughs> Bob won my respect after that because Bill really was just trying to get his dick sucked. <laughs> Bill just laid on the ground. We left him. I thought he was unconscious. I was like, hey, it'll be all right. So he took the long ass walk back, you know? And we stole a bottle of tequila. And Bob had uh, ground scored this fucking little dog called Goblet. And we got to the colostomy house, and I, he goes, is the water on, dude? I'm dehydrated. And I was like, no. And uh, <laughs> he's like, well, I'm going to go turn the water on. I was already passed out. I was like, yeah, yeah. Wasn't my best move, man. I guess he went down into the basement and decided, to, I'm just going to turn the water on without any fucking tools. <laughs> fucking stupid you know what happened after that I heard a fucking massive fucking noise coming out of that shit it sounded something like this I heard this water people screaming no <laughs> it was just Bob screaming <laughs> motherfucker had turned my fucking pipe on and broke the goddamn water main in my house. I woke up, man. This guy came up. He was drenched from head to toe. Him and Goblet. I was like, motherfucker, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> oh my god, the house was flooding, dude. There was like six people who had their shit there, dude, and no one was there. And Bob was like, you better grab everybody's shit. I was like, you fucking son of a bitch. I fucking grabbed everybody's shit. Well, before I did that, I looked in the basement, which goes 12 feet down, 20 stairs. Oh, there it is. That's what it sounded like. <laughs> That's exactly what it... <laughs> everybody died. No. <laughs> We, uh, I had to feverishly grab everybody's fucking shit. And I, I looked down 20 stairs, man, like I was trying to say earlier. <laughs> I saw these 20 stairs, and they were, the water was all the way up to the top. I was like, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of fucking damage done in just a matter of fucking minutes. 
I fucking got out of there. I looked like the Grinch that stole Christmas holding everybody's shit. Leaving my house as it fucking sank like the fucking Titanic. <laughs> got over to a Wawa, man, and, uh, got over to a Wawa, and I called up some guys, and I was like, Bob, you fucking flooded my house, motherfucker. What am I supposed to do with you, dude? What am I going to do with you, dude? Because I wanted to fucking kill him. And he's like, well, you know what they say. I was like, what's that? He goes, <laughs> blame it on Bob. I was like, blame it on Bob. Huh? And he goes, blame it on Bob. That's what they all say. And I was like, well, I can see the fuck why. It was a significant day because not only was it the day that my fucking house died, but it was also the day Kurt Cobain died. <laughs> and it was the day that fucking Citizen Fish played two shows in Philly. And all the squatters were like, fuck yeah, dude, we're hanging out with Dick all day. And Dick, Dick Lucas is the motherfucker. If you don't know him from Subhumans, you don't know this show. You don't know anything I'm fucking talking about, basically. Because Dick Lucas is a fucking key figurehead in every fucking punk rock fucking dude's life since fucking punk started. <laughs> a kind motherfucker, man. So anyway, I was sitting there and Bob went up to Cavie and was like, Hey, I think Adam wants to kill me, you know? And Cavie's like, hey, you want to kill, you want to kill Bob? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to kill that fucking midget twinky fucking dick. And Bob looked kind of sad. And I really wasn't going to kill him, but I, I was gonna, just going to beat the shit out of him or break his fucking jaw in three places, you know, nothing major. Um, Cavie wasn't having it. So Cavie pulled out this cassette tape, you know. And it had all this cool-ass shit on there, dude. Fucking napalm death, deviated instinct, concrete socks, bolt thrower, you know, carcass. All this cool-ass shit. All the good shit. Deicide. And some poetry that he fucking wrote, you know? I remember, purple eye, pulverized crust. Some shit, I can't remember. <laughs> anyway... Cabby looked at me and was like, you can't fucking hurt Bob. I was like, I can't. And he goes, no. I was like, okay. And everybody's kind of looking at me, you know, like, better not. So I was like, well, what, man? The guy fucking floods my fucking house, and I ain't got a fucking place to go now. I got to go back to E. Tyner. And Cabby's like, whatever. You can come to New York and stay in my room and see squat I was like, okay. So I knew I was on my way to fucking New York. <clears throat> but, you know, I was like, he's like, I'll give you this cassette tape. He said, but you can't, uh, you can't fucking, uh, beat up Bob. That's the deal. And you have to fucking buy Bob a 40. Motherfucker, I turned four different shades of shit purple, man. I was like, I gotta buy that motherfucker a 40. He goes, yep, and you gotta buy another one and drink it with him. I was like, son of a bitch. 
I just did what Cavie said. I went down to fucking, I bought two Cokies for Silver Thunder's one. Those are the two uh, West Philadelphia State birds. And I fucking got him one, and we cheered each other, and I felt a little bit better. Cavie's like, see, that's how it works. And then he fucking gave me the fucking uh, tape. And I had it for fucking 20 years, man. Until it fucking just disintegrated, basically. That's what happened. <laughs> but uh, I'll never forget it. You know, that night we went to this place called the Fake House. That's when the Fake House. It's got a gymnasium in it, man, that these guys built. Two basketball hoops inside. It was fucking cool as fuck, dude. And Citizen Fish put up their little stage and they played in the squat, you know? But I remember right before then, me and Bob were catching a buzz, you know, and we were getting along again. And, and Cavi had joined in and we were getting buzzed. And there was another guy named Phil. And I don't know if it was Phil or not, but somebody from an opposing squat got in Phil's face. And, uh... He was like, gonna kill Phil. And so I had a blade on me and I was up on the roof and I was like, I'm just gonna drop 20 feet off the ceiling and stick this fucking knife in this guy's fucking head. I was as violent as I am now. Nothing's changed. All my friends know that's who I am. Your real friends will stick by you. Everybody else is fucking fodder for the fucking feeding. Because... They don't understand fucking anything. They just want what they want. And then, to be fair, some people just can't handle it. Whatever. Get your yellow-livered, lilied fucking ass away from me. Anyway, I was gonna fucking pull a Batman and fucking jump 20 feet out of this fucking squat roof. And, uh... Willie was a friend of mine who's gone. Bob's gone. Cavie's M.I.A. You know, Willie died at Sea Squat. But this is when Willie was still alive, you know? And Willie stopped me. He's like, I know what you're going to do. And you know what? You're going to pull it off and you're going to kill that motherfucker. And you can't do that. I was like, I th everybody says you guys are all violent. I thought you guys were down with this shit. And they're like, a lot of people think a lot of different dumbass shit, dude. That doesn't make it fucking right. He's like, I want to kill that motherfucker too. But if I do that... I'm gonna go to fucking prison. You know where you're gonna go? You're gonna go to fucking prison. You wanna go to prison? You just met us, dude. I was like, I guess not. And inside of five minutes, I had a revelation. And I, I knew fucking uh, Willie had saved my life, dude. He saved my life. I'll never forget that, man. We went into the fucking place, and uh, it was about an hour until the show was going to start, and I was cooling off. It's been a hell of a day, right? <laughs> Bob Bob, and Cavie were like, where the fuck you guys been? And I was like, we were just hanging out talking. Willie looked at me and shook his head. That's right. And Bob snuck up behind Dick Lucas, <laughs> and he, he did this move. Hey, Dick, you ever heard Deicide? He's like, hey, what's that, man? I never heard that. Yeah, that's my fucking cheap-ass UK accent. I've never heard such a thing. <laughs> and uh, 
Bob and Cabby feverishly pulled out the fucking Dead by Dawn Deicide, man. And we had a fucking... Dick Lucas had a nice little radio cassette player there. <laughs> it was pretty awesome, man. Put the fucking tape in. Oh, yeah. I remember the look on fucking Dick Lucas's face. He's never heard this kind of shit before. He was like, oh, I'm in a band called Subhumans. <laughs> Everybody cracked the fuck up, man. And we all cheered and fucking drank beer and listened to this. And he goes, actually, I really like it, man. Just, just let it play. Let it play. I'll never forget that. Dick Lucas getting down on, on Deicide, man. Getting down with him, man. Not down on him. You're getting down with him. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. That show was phenomenal too, man. I don't even like ska really. I like subhumans. I don't I don't ska that much, but Citizen Fish is definitely my favorite ska punk. Anyway, that shit fucking went down, man. I'll never forget that. And uh, my buddy Butch was there, and I remember that's when he started tagging uh, 5005 Dead by Dawn. <laughs> And it was everywhere. That motherfucker went everywhere, all over the fucking country after that, dude. It was all dead by dawn. And he had a dog named Skitch. I remember that. Skitch was cool. All the squat dogs were fucking cool as fuck, you know? I was kind of the only dick that didn't have a dog. But that's not true. But there was a lot of fucking dogs. And there was always plenty of love to go around with the squat dogs. This was the end, man, you know? Uh, from this point, I was like, well, I need money to get to fucking New York, you know? And I remember waking up this one morning, and I went outside, and a fucking $50 bill just went right into my fucking hand. I was like, damn, thank you, crackhead, for giving me my fare. And, uh, I remember that. I remember that's how I fucking got out of Philly. I would have gone to New York, gone to Sea Squad. It wasn't done yet. It was the second location. I didn't never see the first location. This was after 89 now, and that would be the second location in New York. And Cabby had a room with a Castle Grayskull fucking hanging on the wall. Half of a Castle Grayskull or some shit. <laughs> I'll never forget that. Sitting there talking. Cabby really was my friend. Taz was there. That was Shane. We came into town that night. Before a choking victim and started choking victim later on, you know. But, uh, yeah, man. Found by all those fucking dicks. I don't talk to any of them anymore. Like I said, they're all dicks, crackheads. Responsible family members. Trying to get their life together. <laughs> we are, we are, we are, we are, we are the ones. Yeah, man, it was cool, you know, fucking, uh, I'll never forget it, man. I remember finally, I was hustling books, and I'll do the fucking How I Got to New York episode later on, you know. I'll find somebody to fucking do it with me. Probably Russ. Remember Russ from Squat That Motherfucker episode? If you haven't heard that, go back and listen to that, because Russ is a good dude, and I needed to drop him on here. The day I left, I decided to go back to my ex-fucking-abuser, 
I know, weird, huh? Tabby's like, where the fuck are you going? And I was like, I'm out of here, dude. Well, I appreciate all this uh, support I've been getting. And for people I've been flipping out on lately, man, I know it's been going on for a while, but uh, I am going in, I'm in an undisclosed location and I'm going to be uh, putting myself in the fucking hospital tomorrow because I've been suicidal for a lot now and it's not fair to the fucking people I love and I've been lashing out and I got a fucking problem and I've had it f for a long time. You know, a lot of these guys that came from Philly that I was with and all this shit, they're like, like me, man. They're a lot like me, you know? And if they were alive, who knows what would have happened, but most of them aren't, you know? They're gone. They're gone with the wind. I'm still alive. I care about people, even my fucking enemies, for as much as they fucking piss me off. I still need control over my own shit, dude. And I'm responsible for my own shit. And I haven't been, especially since the virus. But I'm not going to make excuses. I'm going to do the hard fucking call. And, you know, we're going to talk to Kevin. You know, I don't know if he's going to talk about that kind of shit or not. But who knows what the fuck's coming up. Stick around. He's a good brother. We were we haven't talked for years. Not really. But, um... That's the thing about all of us Philly kids, you know. Even if I was only there for a month and a half, I had more to do with those motherfuckers than people that had been there a lot longer. And they made an impression on my life. And I like to, to hope that I, I, I did the same fucking thing that was positive too, man, you know. All right, let's get Kevin on. Hold the fuck on. Fucking 5005. <laughs> <laughs> How many beers I drank last night? No, I'm just kidding. That's what I would say in 92 anyway. About 138. Okay, then. How are we doing? You want to check it out? I'll be right back. All right, let's get Stinky Kevin back on the fucking phone here. Holy shit. You know how long it took me to fucking find this motherfucker? It's like fucking finding uranium in Akron. It doesn't exist. No. What's up? Hey, man, what's up, dude? <laughs> Another day in paradise, man. Yeah, I hear you, man. Living mm. a dream or whatever it is, we'll say. Yeah. Well, welcome to the show, man. I uh, It took me a long time just to find any kind of fucking proof that that time period even existed for me back then. And lo and behold, I found you. Say it again. I said I don't stand up in a court of law, you know. Oh yeah. Anyway, yeah, no, no, I, no you can, you, yeah, the uh, five exists. It did, kind of. Yeah. yeah, it was, it was real. I, w I was there for like you know thirty seconds. Yeah, yeah, it's, you know it's weird, man. I, I think back on that time and uh and uh. I don't know, it's weird, or not just that time, but, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff, man. I was, like, in my early 20s, and, and uh, a lot of stuff, it seems like, like, yeah, man, like, it was like, oh, man, I knew these motherfuckers so well, you know, like, some of them, you know, I'm like, I'm like, 
and then I look back, I'm like, fuck, I really don't hung out with that dude for like a month, you know? Yeah. Or whatever, you know? But at the time, it seemed like I like forever. And, but of course, you know, a lot of that time was spent. It's, it's different, I think, than a lot of people who haven't, who haven't, who, you know, like we're, like we're around each other 24 seven and shit, you know? And, uh, which I which makes a lot of difference, you know, as opposed to, just, you know what I mean? Like, you know, somebody comes to town for a month, man. Usually you're at work and you're fucking doing shit, you know, whatever, you know, you're not just hanging out with each other all fucking day long, you know. You get, you get to know each other pretty well that way, you know. It was a very intimate fucking lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was uh, I don't know, there's a lot to be said for it. I don't know, man. There's a lot, lot to be said against it, too, you know. Oh, it's, well, that will always. about anything. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, specifically about squatting, though, back then, too, man. It was like the crust. You, you know, I was saying at the beginning of the show, before you got on, I was like, this show's dedicated to a different time period in America when America still had some balls. Yeah, man, I don't know. I, like, I, you know, it's weird, though. Dude, I, I, it seems, I don't know, man. I'm just, like, I'm getting old, and, and uh, you know, I don't trip on that, but just, you know, it's just the way shit is, you know, and, and uh, you know, like, like I, I don't know how much, how many, uh, how much that's still going on. You know, I mean, like, like just like when we lived in Philly, man, like, like there was only, like we there was there was like there was one there was a couple of squats of like kind of I wouldn't say they're rich kids, but just like people that are older than us and like a little more, you know, a little less fucking crazy and shit. But uh, you know, there was like as far as like white people squats, you know, and punk rock squats and shit like that. There was a couple, and then of course New York, there was a lot. But but I mean, like there was a whole squatter scene that we weren't even involved in. You know what I mean? Like they're like the, like that neighborhood up in West Philly, man. And it was Southwest Philly. That was like uh, there was a lot of squats there. You know, I mean, like like you, you could tell. You know, you walk by, you're like, well, they don't look like they're crackheads, and people like boarded up windows and shit. Either people, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot of people. They, they might not have a little squatter symbol and and the and the discharge patches and shit, but they were, you know, still squatting, and we didn't know any of them. You know, I don't know. Yeah, there was different kinds. Them. There was all kinds of different people, man. Right. So you know, the thing is, I think there probably still is. I mean, man, I was in a I was in a rehab center. I don't know. Fuck it. Oh, yeah, man. The older you get, the weird shit gets in the shit. Time just starts moving. And all of a sudden, you're like, fuck, that was like eight years ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fuck, it just seems like it was like a year and a half. Or but anyway, whatever. I was in this rehab center. This dude, uh, he was like, I was like, I was about 40. And, and, uh, and, uh, that dude was about 30. And it was in some Christian rehab center where they make you fucking, I don't know, dude, like everybody's dressed up like a bunch of goddamn dorks and, and uh, you know, like they give you the clothes they want you to wear and you're like, Jesus, um, <laughs> whatever. But, but everybody's like that. So I mean, I, I, you know, it's like everybody looks like a bunch of fucking, at least you got know, like the one guy that, that looks like a pencil neck and then there's all these other fucking dudes that bring us whatever they want, you know. But anyway, there's this guy like, so, but, but that said, you don't know who the fuck you're talking to. You know, you're just see all these guys, you know, like a bunch of normal dorks or whatever. And you're like, oh, well, this asshole just got out of fucking prison and this dude's on his way to pre you know, everybody in there, nobody's in there for singing too loud in church, you know, we're all in there for some rehab center and, and uh but yeah, man, so there's this kid, he had a uh was a kid, he was like thirty, you know, whatever, <laughs> and he had a UP tattoo, you know. And so I saw that, I was like, Oh shit, you used to ride the rails like, yeah. And so he's like thirty, thirty two, and he was like he's like, Yeah, I'm I'm starting to get a little too old for that shit, you know, I got a girlfriend, we're settling down. I was like, Yeah, that's about right. You know what I mean? But he's like, he was like, 
He's like, yeah, there's a bunch of kids. They're like 20. They're out there fucking doing that. It's like, it didn't stop just because you're not doing it. And you kind of grew up a little bit, you know, it's like the shit's still, shit's still going on. And, and of course, you know, now the kids are all like, I remember we were, we were like, like the old, still tramps. Like when we were kids, you know, we had that, that fucking, remember that, uh, that freight train wrap map, the one with the, the fucking, uh, it was like a Rand McDowell, uh, train map. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's like they'll make copies of that thing, and then it got around. Everybody had, everybody had that fucking thing, and it was like outdated, you know. But it was still better than nothing for sure, you know. And uh, fuck now, the kids—they got they just <laughs> they pull that shit up on their smartphones, like that uh, trail be here at three forty-five or whatever, you know. And, uh, you know what I mean? Like they, they, they you know, because I remember like the, the old school trails back there. Be like you pussy ass kids with your goddamn maps. What am I do? We didn't need a map and all that like that. And I guarantee you, bro. Like, there's like we know we know people that that, that are probably still doing. That. I mean, I know a few guys that are still doing that shit. You know, traveling around like that. And, and yeah, and, and they are like, well, except for they they jumped on it too. But there's got to be a bunch of old old cats out there going, goddamn kids with their smart bones and their fucking, you know, what I mean, like you know, whatever. But uh, shit keeps going, man, just because. Yeah. Well, I remember fucking when. I was really only there for 40 days and 40 nights. But did you count? Yeah. Or are you just saying that? Or say really? Mm -hmm. Because I was like, well, I was there from the end of winter into the beginning of spring. And then uh, it was like 93. And um, I was in an abusive relationship with this chick that we know or whatever. I ain't dropping her fucking name, but. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I know who she is. Mm -hmm. And I, I got away from her, and that's. She was all right, you know? That's how I met you, man, was I got away from her for a minute, you know? Right. Yeah, I don't remember, man. Everything was pretty, pretty fucked up. It was a long time ago, too, man. Yeah. Like, I don't even think I had my dog yet at that point. It was, that was like the first winter we were in 505, wasn't it? Maybe it was the next winter. Well, oh, I, no. you guys had already been stationed there for a minute. I remember there was you, Log, Mouse was in there, Cabby was back yeah. and forth, you know, Steve and Nathan, yeah. uh, Willie. Yeah, Willie, little Bob, he was hanging out with you. Little Bob was around. around. He flooded my house, Colostomy House, which was the house I opened up on 46 and Chestnut down the street. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, I kind of remember that, yeah. And he, it was, uh, <laughs> he got drunk and wanted to turn the water on. I was like, I haven't turned the fucking water on. I was, I was fucking drunk as fuck. I was the only one there, too. And uh, I had a killer fucking house, man. And Bob went right. down there with uh, Goblet. Yeah, yeah. And uh, tried to turn the water. I heard this. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? And he yeah. came up. He was soaking wet. He's like, you better grab everybody's shit, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that fucking, that reminds me of this time, like, uh, that was like a couple of years ago. Oh, fuck, well, it was still just a couple of years ago, but, um, <laughs> yeah, totally. it wasn't my finest hour, but like, I, like, all right, I was, I was working for this dude and he was like a heroin addict, which I figured out once uh, I was working for him, but I was a fucking I was doing a lot of speed, so I kind of needed the money, and, and so it was it was just kind of fucked up. I kind of got myself in the situation where this dude's always like owes me money, you know, and he'll pay it, but I can't just not work for him, you know what I mean? It was like one of those deals, and I'm like, and they're like, and you, and you know what somebody looks like when they're all high on fucking heroin or something, you know what I mean? He's like, Ugh, you know, glassy, like, oh, all glassy. Yeah, yeah. yeah like his eyes are half shut. He's like, Ugh, he got that little frown on his face and shit. This motherfucker, you know, and uh, anyway, like finally, uh, 
I don't know, man. He was like running around ripping customers off. Like I was sure, I was like, man, this is this isn't gonna last too long. And uh, anyway, I, I could go into that shit, but I won't. But anyway, uh, finally, I'm like, he's like somewhere else, and I and I had this van. I, I don't have a driver's license. Put in, I had like a, a, a fucking warrant. I was in Minneapolis, right? Anyway, uh, I'm like, we got this argument on the phone. He's like, just get the fuck out of there. I'm like, all right, you know. So I jumped in this work van and he took off in it. I'm like, you know, I'm way the fuck out and some suburb dude i ain't gonna take the bus on me out of your fucking mind i got my tools everything you know so whatever so i just drove this van i'm like fuck him you know he can come over and get his van at my house i don't care and uh anyway so then he didn't and he he just like left the van there and, and uh so i'm using the van to get up to the liquor store and shit and do whatever you know what i mean and uh and like <laughs> and then fuck i got all wasted like during the morning right and i go with my dad's he's got dementia and shit he's in some fucking Cuckoo's Nest Hospital over there at the time, and uh, I'm like, okay, I'll go go see my dad. I'm all fucking drunk, like 10:30 in the morning. You know, it's all freezing out and shit. I'm driving this fucking big clumsy van, and uh, I slam on the ice. I go, wow, I hit this fucking. <laughs> I hit. Oh shit, I should probably be saying it's all public information, but I don't care. But uh, when I saw I hit this fucking uh, fire hydrant, right? I'm like, wow. <laughs> and like, and I'm like, boom, and the fire hydrant just fucking everywhere. It was like 10 degrees out or something, right? I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> I just, I'd like, I'm not waiting around and talk to the police about this. I'm, I'm gone because I was on drugs and whatever. So I just started walking, and I'm like the only guy who was out there, like, kind of on a train yard. There's like nobody walking around, right? And I'm like, I don't know, man. Somebody the other day never caught me. And then it was, that was funny. And then dude, like, came over to get his van finally. He's like, where's my fucking van? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. I'm like, I told you I parked it out in front of the house, put the keys under the floor mat, you know. I, somebody probably, I live in a shitty neighborhood. Somebody must have taken it. And I, he was pissed off. And then they, they, you know, they figured out that it, it had gotten fucking. <laughs> when I left, dude, I'd be like, you look, you know what I mean? Like, when you see, like, some catastrophe you know what I mean you're like holy shit check that oh, shit yeah. out you know it was always like that like I'm like I gotta get I'm all me I'm like I gotta get the fuck out of here now right you know and, and uh I look pretty shady at the time you know what I mean I still, like I said I always look pretty shady but whatever you know I'm like I'm tweaking and shit you've been up for three days and I'm on the way home to drink a bottle of whiskey and shit you know whatever and I, you know what I mean it was like, yeah oh, oh I, I know <laughs> I'm like, I stand out like a turns of punch falling you know running around like <laughs> Like freezing my dick off because I wasn't really ready to be out in the cold, cold. Yeah, you know, I had a coat and shit, but it was like it was cold, man. And I, whatever, dude. And I, that was uh, that was pretty awful. But uh, yeah, it was it was funny because like I was, like, that dude had been kind of burning me the whole fucking time. I mean, I, you know, I don't know, whatever, man. So anyway, fuck him. Fuck him. <laughs> hey, I, I was wondering, where are, are you from, Philly, dude? Directly? Me? No, 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 man. I I, I was Air Force prep, so I, San Diego. No, uh, I'm close. I was in uh, uh, Southern California, another Air Force base down there. Okay. For a while. Actually, we got a couple of, I got another, you might know them too, I won't mention their names, but whatever, but uh, another another uh, couple of folks that, uh, around my age that were, uh, that uh, they both were in uh, the same place too. It was uh, in the same Air Force base. So it was, so it was cool because like, you know, like if, if you ever meet somebody you grew up with, can I always see, you know, people that grew up in the same place and they'll be like, oh yeah, I've known him since the second grade or whatever, that kind of shit. If you're, a, if you're an Air Force brat or if you moved around a lot for any reason, you know, you don't really have that. You're just like, shit, I don't know. And, you know, 
But, uh, and so you, you know, so it was kind of weird. I was like, I was writing blogs. I wrote some story about some shit that happened when I was a little kid in, a, in, in that town. And somebody wrote back and they're like, dude, I'll live there too. Or whatever. We didn't know each other. Like they, they moved there right after I left, but we had, the, we all had the same teachers and shit. You know, so we were talking about that. It was kind of cool. Who, who is the guy that I remember the first story I, I, when I got to 5005, there was a story about somebody who's one of our friends' dad had died was a cabbie. He was a kid, not cabbie, the cabbie, but their dad was a cabbie. And he oh. fucking ended up sitting in a fucking car, like talking to himself. They found him in a, in a cab talking to himself, but he said he was talking to his dad. Or, I don't know, man. I, don't, I think that was like the first story I remember coming into. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, that was me. I, uh, yeah. Was that you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that, you got the details a little fucked up. That's definitely, yeah, that's, that was something that happened. Uh, yeah, well, but, your dad was a cabbie? Yeah, well, yeah, he was, uh, he was after he got kicked out of the Air Force, yeah. I didn't mean to bring yeah. up, I can take that off if you want. No, I, yeah, no, yeah, no, and my dad, uh, yeah, he was, he, he was in the Air Force, and then, then he was a cab driver after that, that's, that's how, uh, that, yeah, because like he, he, he went nuts, and then he, and then uh, when he got kicked out of the airport, he was driving a cab. Like before, he went from flying B fifty twos to driving a fucking yellow cab. You know what I mean? But, yeah, totally. Uh, but anyway, so that's that's how that happened. But yeah, no, we did some crazy. Uh, was talking talking about you know, fucking. Uh, sorry, my life. Probably watch names. One of the same names. I was like, I'll take it out. I got it off. Um, Okay, okay. But, uh, yeah, I was telling somebody the other day about it, but, yeah, doing that gypsum weed shit. Yeah, have you ever heard that? that I've got, oh, yeah. Because I told you this. I obviously told you that whole story about me being on it. But, yeah, that was fucking nuts. Like, it's funny. You know, it's 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 the stories are funny because you're like, God damn, man. But my favorite, my favorite, like, I don't want to tell the whole goddamn story, but my favorite punchline was, like, because when you do that shit, you're all, like, you like, hallucinate people that just aren't, they're, they're not there, and then they disappear and uh and fucking that that's like one really common thing that happens to pretty much anybody that does it you know you, you come and if you smoke cigarettes if you're a cigarette smoker and you do that shit another really almost I, mean, I think almost everybody experiences this where you'll like go to take a drag of your cigarette and your cigarette will just disappear while you're smoking it um so that's really common psychosis to have when you're on this shit but uh the other one is yeah you'll be talking to somebody and it'll just disappear Anyway, so I'd been up on this shit for, I'd been on it for like two days, and I was just finally starting to realize, because the whole time you're on it, you don't know you're on it. That's like one of the worst things. Like, it's not fun at all. You're just like, you know, there's <laughs> nothing fun about it. You're just like, De- now, deprivating. Like, yeah, it'll get on your fucking nerves, too. Like, like not to mention that you can, never mind, but yeah, you can really fuck yourself up on this stuff. And I have, you know, you can walk out in front of the bus. I mean, I'm not even kidding either. Like, like for real, you don't, you have no idea what the fuck you're doing on this shit. And, uh, but it, it makes you physically, incapable of doing like you can't operate the doorknob and shit so you're, you're at least you're good on that you're like i can't get out of the house that's a good thing because if you could you'd be out there getting in trouble and um and possibly getting hit by a fucking bus you know uh, but anyway so yeah i've been on this shit for a while and i was finally starting to realize that i was on it you know because and after a while it's really frustrating because you're trying to talk to somebody and and you're like jesus christ ah they just disappear and you're like 
why do people keep disappearing? You know, and sometimes they'll even be talking to somebody like, that's oh, my old friend. I've seen you in two years. You know, and you're having a good old talk. And then they just turn into, you know, they melt in and all of a sudden they're just actually a lamp or something. You're talking to you like, where did, where did Mike go? <laughs> you know, it's, 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 you know, so it, it, he was never here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, so I started realizing that that was what was going on, but I was still, you know, I'd still be like, I'm just talking to my buddy and like not stopping and realizing what the fuck would Lou be doing over here at fucking, you know, 1030. The guy lives in Texas. There's no way fucking way he's in my living room. You know what I mean? Um, you know, but I hadn't started making that connection just yet. You know, I'd be like, oh, I was just talking to Lou, you know, whatever. And uh, anyway, this fucking, uh, so I started making food. First, I fucked up. I made the spaghetti. I was eating a lot of spaghetti and, uh, and a lot of pancakes around that time. You know, like those are the two cheap things I usually made. And uh, so I made noodles and I went put fucking syrup on <laughs> That wasn't good. And, uh, but, uh, <laughs> I was like, this sucks. You fuck this. And so anyway, I decided to make cheeseburgers because I had some ground beef and I, I would make cheeseburgers fairly often too, you know. And I'm like, and I'm like, if I'm in enough for everybody, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, maybe might as well make like seven or eight of them. Man. All these guys could have one. There's like nobody at my house, you know what I mean? So I, <laughs> so yeah, and I made this, made, cooked up, had a big barbecue or whatever. I know barbecue, I was cooking in the kitchen, but I don't know, it was kind of funny. <laughs> cooking, <laughs> cooking, making dinner for my hallucinations, you know? <laughs> Holy crap. So was, yeah, was That's some strong-ass shit, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's, it's not a joke. It's not even, like, not even remotely, because I've done enough other shit, you know, like, like, uh, DMT and I've done some pretty intense shit and ketamine and I don't know, like, you know what I mean? It's like, not the same been, thing though. Yeah. I haven't done everything by any stretch of the imagination, but yeah. I've done, I've done a fair amount of like really crazy ass fucking hallucinogens and shit, shit like that. And, uh, you know, smoked lots of dust and, and that kind of shit. So, you know, it's not like I, I smoked my first talk about when I, and I, when I tell you that this shit is not, it's, it's fucked up, dude. It's, it's, there's like, you know, like you do, you get that high on ketamine and you'll have like this warning experience or something, you know what I mean? You'll come out you know, on that shit. It's not like there, there wasn't no fucking Comanches drinking that shit for a fucking, you know, have a spiritual time or not. there ain't no spiritual about it. You're just fucked up on this stuff. I don't know what the hell's going on. It's not cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Oh man. Well, you know what? I, <laughs> I, okay. When I first met you, right. I, I smoked dust for the first time. Oh yeah, yeah. And I remember all of us were sitting in the fucking circle, and I thought Cabby came into town, you know. And uh, yeah, he probably brought the dust. Mm-hmm. And he was like, and I thought it was a bowl because it was just a bowl. It looked like a weed bowl. I was like, oh, well, I can smoke some fucking weed, these guys, you know. And I took a hit off of it. And I was like, ew, that tastes like a fucking G.I. Joe figure, dude. You think? I was thinking it tastes like a cross between like bananas and spray paint or something like that. Yeah, it's like it's kinda... plastic, a sweet plastic. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't taste, it doesn't taste organic, but it's, it's not, I thought it always had kind of a good flavor, a weird, weird taste to it, but yeah. But I remember like, as soon as I was like, as soon as I said that, everybody started laughing and Cabby goes, ah, he's a virgin. Right. <laughs> that was the fuck. That's how I got initiated into fifty oh five, and yeah, you know, you had dumpster dived this fucking guitar, and you had a dumpster dive little guitar and an amp, and you were oh, just yeah, sitting yeah. in your room fucking rocking this shit out, dude. 
And I was like, fuck, that sounds great. And you're like, you want to play? I was like, shit, yeah. So I just played a few power chords. And that's when I was, I, I was, because I was squatting E. Tyner House, those dicks that were working at FWAT. That Tyner, you know, it's kind of weird. Oh, man. They were working at FWAT, but, uh, you know, that's, I, while I was living, I was cleaning their house every week. Right. And they bought me a case of fucking beer, and I got to live there for fucking, you know, free, basically. And they were like, until finally they were like, you got to get the fuck out of here. I was like, well, I already got a squat, so fuck. <laughs> right. So I just went back to 46 and Chestnut, which was called Colostomy House. That's what I had named it. Yeah, yeah I kind of remember that. There was a, there was only a, sorry, I got piss here. Right? That's cool. Go for it. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, I, uh. I don't know the Tyner people. Like I, I only kind of remember them. Like really, uh, like it's it sucked. You know, when I think back on on a, I think back on a lot of shit that's like, like uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't spend a lot of time thinking about it, but but I, right. but I do. It does cross my mind, man. Like like like, cause like, all right, I want to be in a band with a a dude. Um, this one dude, we he played drums, and uh, I was in two bands there, and uh. The one we were pretty a pretty forgettable punk band. I just played bass for them, and uh, and uh, the guitar singer guy was kind of a I don't know. He, he was he was all right, but he, he, like he wanted this band to be something it wasn't. You know, I mean, we sucked. And then, uh, but me and the drummer hit it off pretty good. And then we started another band that was kind of good. I was too much of a fucked up loser to to really you know, get it going anywhere back then, but, but, uh, it probably would be now, too, I don't fucking know, but anyway, but, yeah, uh, but that dude, uh, he, he was a drummer, but that band, he was, uh, he was friends with the Tyner people, I think he even might have lived there for a little while, but he went on and lived at the Happy House after the Happy House, like, like, we didn't live in the Happy House anymore, you know? Yeah. Fuck <laughs> that place, he went and started living there after, uh, after uh, he lost his house and shit, it was weird. Like some of those entire people were okay. When I think back on it, though, man, it's like, it's like what it seems like to me is a lot of shit is. Uh, there he is. You know, if you look at it through like, I don't know, man. It, 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 human beings are fucking stupid, and but whatever, and they also just do what they do. And young, <laughs> young. When you're young, I mean, we were all like high school age, or if not high school, just out of high school age. I mean, yeah, we I was just, yeah, I was out for like yeah. a few fucking years. No worries. Yeah, we weren't in high school then. That was more college age. You know, I remember even somebody back in the day was like, like, uh, we were joking. We were like, like, um, yeah, like 505 was like a frat house for fuck ups, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> Tapa Kega Brew or something like that, you know? They came up with the name for Tapa Kega Brew for the fucking frat house name. And it was, it was, you know, and, and, and we were all about that same age. Well, the, the way from everything I've seen and lived through, um, I don't know, um, socializing is just a it's it's fucked up all the way through but you know by the time in your 40s you got another set of problems with with you know or, or you don't I don't fucking know but but I do and uh but but I see like like you know like kids man like like uh I was I was they were talking about NPR or something about like how uh kids like 
like you're like oh man they got their drama you know like teenagers and shit oh jesus christ you know fucking drama but it's like well even you're that age you did too you know what i mean it's like and they're they're like it's biological they're like they're like you know throughout the course of of human history you know by the time you're 15 you better start finding your clan and your tribe and, and your you know and then that said you got to figure out your pecking order in that tribe and it's all really important and it, you know it used to be life or death you know like you better find out who's got your back and then you know who's the leader just figure to figure all this shit out who's who's fucking who and then and it gets all fucking weird you know because nobody knows what the fuck you're doing you know yeah. anyway so we're all like that age you know what i mean because i think about some of that shit it's like a lot of it was just it was like snotty high school kid shit you know and i'd like to say that that oh, i was above all that because i was a smart smart guy and you know whatever i was a dumb fucking kid too you know i mean you know what i mean we all were you know what i mean it's just kind of weird you look back on it and, and and uh you know there was and especially you know for uh you know, being people that we were supposed to be all about unity and nobody gives a fuck, you know, what you're doing. We're all cool. We're all, you know, fighting for the same cause or whatever. Yeah. And then no one's giving you grief and, like they do now these days <laughs> right. about well, the shit they do. And I could say that the entire people were a bunch of cunts or whatever. And, and some of them were. And like once you went Yeah, to, they were fucking pretty, you know, white. But some, <laughs> yeah, right. But I mean, at the same time, man, like when I look, when I think about it now, it's like, yeah, some of them were cunts. And, uh, but a lot of times, man, like, like, you know, we'd show up and be, be total bastards. You know what I mean? It's like, I, you know what I mean? It's like, it was, it was a bunch of just high school kid shit, really. I mean, I, I don't know, man. I, I just talked to, uh, I don't know. This has happened to me a bunch of times that like, not just over my life so much, but a lot of times kind of lately, the last few years, and, uh, where I've encountered people that old friends and some of them old friends and who I've, I've actually been around enough over the years and some of them who like people haven't, you know, like we've been Facebook friends for a long time. We haven't seen each other in 15 years and all of a sudden we fucking, here we are hanging out, drinking beer or whatever. And, uh, that kind of thing where it's like, it's good to see them. And I'm, you know, I feel like we haven't totally lost touch or anything, but I really haven't seen them in a long time, you know? And, uh, and now we're all fucking, you know, in our forties and shit. And, yep. And, uh, you know, that kind of thing. And, and like, so yeah, you, it, and it's like, you hear like, you're like the shit people thought about me. And I think about what, how I viewed other people too. you know, like back in the day, you know what I mean? Like, like I think about like, I don't know. And it's, it's like that all, all the time. I mean, you know, you get your perceptions of what the fuck you think is going on. And then you look at it sometime later on, you're like, man, dude, I had no idea what the fuck was going on. <laughs> you know what I mean? right. Like, uh, like my, I don't know. It's like my whole life feels like a series of like, you know, like when you, you're at the bar and it's like two and the fucking they turn the lights on and kick everybody out. Even sitting there all night, you're all drunk and you know, fucking kind of hitting on some bride and all of a sudden the lights come on, you're like, Jesus Christ, she's some frizzy headed monster. You're just the place is all dirty and fucked. I mean, Jesus Christ, this is where I've been the whole time. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, it just seems like every everything I do, like I'll stop and, and realize like whatever I whatever I was doing five years ago or ten years ago or any time, like like just going, God damn, I didn't know what I was doing then. You know, I'm no. becoming more aware of that now that I don't always know what the fuck is going on, but, but still, all right. It's all right. So like, we're a special somebody, fucking breed of people, you and I, <laughs> you know, well, you know, I mean like, like, cause I, I, like, uh, you know, there's guys that you looked up to and shit like that, which I was talking to a friend and he was like, well, I never looked up to anybody. I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, 
Like it, 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 that's that's inhuman. You know, it's like it's like you're not. It doesn't mean you're like like some fucked up pussy or something. Because because when you were 17, you looked up to the guys that were 22 that were hanging out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now you look. And now you look at guys that are 22. You're like those little twerps. Jesus Christ. You know, but when you're 17, they look like the, they're the older guys. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they're older how, than you. Yeah. Well, right. And, and, and then and then just being a human being, you know, you're biological. I, I personally think anybody that's like a true loner that really just doesn't have any, just doesn't doesn't admire people that are older and wiser or whatever the fuck it is, you know, more advanced and you know, people to look up to. And uh, and uh, if if you're actually in in I don't know, man. It's like, you know what I mean? You're I do. Much do. It's, it's, I'd like to, this is something that I, maybe I'll do it someday. But is it, what I want to do is, is just make a goddamn, like a, like a National Geographic kind of movie, you know? <laughs> and, and, but it just have it be like normal shit. Like, like, you know, dude's like, dude wakes up and, and, uh, smokes a cigarette and makes a coffee and then goes fucking get some breakfast and starts kind of, you know, flirt with the waitress a little bit, whatever, you know, some kind of normal shit. And then have like this narration being like the male, the, the male human is very territorial. And, and, you know, and, and just, and just describe like all the stupid shit that people do and just be like, but make it sound like you're watching a, a fucking national geographic about some weird animal that you don't know. You know, cause really man, like people do some weird shit, bro. Like, but that you know what I mean like, I don't know man like I think like the reason why we get along with dogs so well yeah. and really with like like rats too and shit like that is uh dogs they're like we automatically all know we have the same pack mentality you know what I mean or the you just you just fall in and the dog figures out that you're the leader hopefully if they don't then you should probably either learn how to train your dog or get rid of them. I mean, fucking, but anyway, you know, <laughs> I don't know, but anyway, you know what I mean? Like you, you, you establish a pecking order. Everybody knows who's the boss and, and that's just how fucking people are. Like, 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 uh, yeah, I, used, I was thinking about it. I don't really think about this too much anymore, but I, but I still think it is like, like when we were, cause we were anarchists, you know, whatever. And, 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 uh, and there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of thought that could go into that whole concept, you know, but yeah, I mean, totally. like, but like, <laughs> but like some of like a lot of it, I don't think I even really knew it, what it was myself. And I still, i still don't entirely, you know what I mean? But I have, I have been, you know, I've, I've been around, I've read a lot and I've got my ideas, but back then it was just like, yeah, there's no leaders. And it's like, well, no, that's not fucking true. No leaders is like inhuman. To, to, I mean, it is, it's just like counter, that's what we are. We're, we're pack animals having a full-time leader. Who's always the goddamn leader. And you always have to do what he says. I don't know about that. Yeah. That's like, kind of, yeah. Right. You know, and, and, but, but, but even then leaders, and that doesn't mean rulers even, I'm not even talking about rulers because like, because you don't have them in, in anarchism, you know, like, like, but you do have leaders. And that's what I kind of realized, you know, like traveling around and shit. Cause like sometimes it's like going on, train up and missions to shoot or going to open a squad or you mm-hmm. know crap like that is like it felt like a military mission sometimes you know like in a and and really at the end of the day you if somebody seems like they know what they're doing you're gonna fucking what's this guy what's your idea you know yeah and that doesn't mean that he's the goddamn boss or whatever he says we got to do we're doing you know you ain't the goddamn captain motherfucker i'll just <laughs> do whatever i want you know i'll do whatever i want but 
don't know. And it's weird because I've been in back then. I remember, I remember being the leader. And it's weird when you're the leader, too, because you're like, I didn't sign up for this, you know. But, but like, you know, all of a sudden we're like, you know, I'm not trying to tell everybody what to fucking do. But when we come into some situation, all somebody's going, hey, Kevin, what do you think we ought to do? Like that, you know, I was like, oh, shit. And then if you fuck up, then they're like, dude, why did we do that? It was fucking stupid, <laughs> you know, or whatever. But it's it's like, so all of a sudden you're the leader. But there's other times, I, you know, I don't know. I think it's kind of cool. So if... if in a way, I don't, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> well, I know what you're Same. talking about, and I get to go back and listen to it. It's cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man, yeah, you know what that's – no, you know what it reminds me of, man? Because uh, when I was at Colostomy and I had those guys, Jay and Tim and uh, Toby was at Wooden Shoe. You remember those guys? Wait, Jay and Jay, – uh, Jay and there was a guy named Rick. Uh, Jay um... – did Jay sing in a band in in town? Yeah, later after after, <laughs> after I looked, probably. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I remember that dude. Because uh, I went to go try to talk to him later on, and he just kind of was like, Ugh. like he didn't know me, or I was like, Ugh. yeah, Philly was Philly was kind of weird. Like, I, you know, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, kind of looking at shit though objectively, because like some of the stuff, like. And and also you can't just say like like I don't know man like cause eventually man like the, our house got a bad name it was, it was kind of spread nationwide for a little while there we had fuckers that were like I don't know whatever stupid shit that was where where uh, everybody's got a everybody's got to hit some motherfucker with a hatchet or whatever and that kind of stuff man I don't know you I don't think you were around for that like uh, you know they eventually turned into a pretty violent house. <laughs> which whatever you know still it, it it made it it's to me it ain't fun if you're hanging out you got to worry about some idiot fucking clocking with a fucking 40 ounce or something you know <laughs> and uh you know and i personally wasn't really worried about it but i don't even like being around that shit you know what i mean it's like like just even if i'm not the guy getting beat up i don't i personally don't like having some goddamn Fight in the house every night, but then uh, also then there was then there was motherfuckers that were coming in because like you're all like you're like, hey man, I was only there for you know forty days and all this, you know. What I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, and uh, and I don't really remember. I, I thought yeah, I thought you were there for about a month and a half or something. That was yeah, that's what that's it. But you don't have any illusions about that, you know what I mean? Like, but there was because I remember back in the day, like yeah, I'd be out traveling around and then and then like fifty oh five, you'd start seeing that shit. Fucking, you know, tagged on fucking dumpsters and whatever. Yeah, it was oh, everywhere. Was Dead by dawn. <laughs> and, and, but there was like a, a couple of dudes that were like just psychotic retards, you know, that were like, they didn't even live in the house. They were like, this one dude, Jesus Christ, he was trying to tell me that I hung out with him all summer long. You know, I mean, I mean this guy, a fucking liar, was like, it was almost insane. Like, I'm like, like like, it'd be one thing if you're like, no, I came through. Remember, I came through for a couple of days, me and, like, four other dudes. And, and you'd be like, oh, shit, I don't remember you, but you probably, yeah. But this dude's, like, trying to say that he lived there the whole time. I'm like, like, there's no fucking way that I hung out with you for three months straight and have never seen you in my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, <laughs> you know, that's fucking weird. And, uh, Sometimes I, I think know. people try to say things and they're like, well, everybody was so fucked up that how would they remember, you know? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, but this is like I said, man. We're talking three months, man. I mean, what you know? Yeah, you're not going to forget fucking ninety days, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah, I might forget. Oh, you guys came through one weekend, and I wasn't really hanging out that much or whatever, or something like that, you know. And I just kind of forget that that for sure that could happen. But I'm like, dude, I would remember. And, and this was a long time ago too when I met this dude. I mean, back then the memories were a lot more fresh too. You know what I mean? But uh, oh yeah. But no, but that guy was a douchebag. But there was this other douchebag. They both had the same name. Like they're both, uh, and uh, I could never figure out it was like asshole Aaron. Mm-hmm. Which is, but yeah, but it was like they were both assholes, and they're both named Aaron. I don't know which one was actually <laughs> asshole Aaron, but the other asshole Aaron, I actually hung out with that guy just like you know by default. With fucking, he was. Are you talking was, about Aaron Shank or? No, not Aaron Shank. This right. other cat, and uh, I don't know. I won't go into him very much. But yeah, he wanted to be. He wanted to, like stabbing somebody and shit. He was just a piece of shit. And uh, but he was one of. Do you don't think that guy ever set foot in the deal five? But he, he he thought some of the deal five guys, some of the violent dudes were were really cool. You know what I mean? And so he's running around fucking yeah, like. And, you know, fucking people up with smileys and doing all that kind of shit. You know what I mean? And being fifty oh five, yeah, we're crazy and fucking retards, kill you at the party and that kind of shit. It was like, dude, you know. So then, then yeah, then mm-hmm. anyway, back then. No, that's was, not fifty oh five. Well, right, and that was right <laughs> the house got closed. No, it kind of it was. It was. I mean, it was, but no of, one's talking like you know necessarily. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, anyway, like uh. Yeah, you know, I was going around, traveling around and fucking going to, I went to Dallas, I think, for, I, don't, I know it was Dallas, but anyway, I was there for, and staying out in front of a friend's house, and uh, and they were cool, and when I was getting along with them, you know, because you, you go over to your fucking friend's friend's house that they only kind of know you, you feel sort of like, I hope these people don't hate my guts, you know what I mean? And uh, But they were totally cool, they're like, you know, we were getting along, and I was saying the right jokes, and we all liked the same bands, and all this shit, so everything's cool, and then they're like, where are you from? And I, and I was like, Philly, and they're like, y'all, you know those 505 guys? I'm like, oh, yeah, actually, I live there. And then all of a sudden, the chick got really cold, and they're like, oh, yeah? You know, and, I, and all of a sudden, nobody was willing to fuck me up or nothing, but they were like, they're like, yeah, well, your homeboy fucking, you know, stabbed our friend in the neck or something, in the face or something like that. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And so, you know, I had a lot of explaining to do. I'm like, are they talking I'm- about fucking 90 Day, or are they talking about someone else? Well, this other cat. But anyway, you know, all, I think I'm I know saying you. is, I think I know you. Yeah. All, all I'm saying is, you know, you, 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 you know, it sucks. <laughs> it's like if you're in a fucking gang, you know, like, boy, as soon as fuckers are running around doing that, and then that's then that's what name your gang has. You know what I mean? So it's like, like, uh, and and the thing is, like, we weren't in a gang, but the, but if, if everybody's going to treat you like a gang, if all the other gangs, like the cops and the fucking gangsters and the fucking skinheads all the, and they're all going to treat you like a gang and you're a gang whether you like it or not you know what I mean like but uh yeah anyway yeah I kind of sucked like there's a lot of shit like the people in West Philly I mean we had a kind of a bad reputation and we kind of deserved it really you know you know dudes going to parties and before the end of the night they're going to fucking beat somebody up you know, and, and, but, but when you were there, it wasn't like that. Like, we'd go to parties and we'd be obnoxious, talk some shit and stuff, but nobody, we weren't there, like, you know, trying to get in a fight or anything like that. Nope. Um, there was only one real fight I actually remember, if you don't mind me telling real fast. Oh, uh, And Willie was the one that saved my ass because it was this one day, Citizen. It was a busy day, man. Citizen oh, Fish. Oh, Citizen Fish? No, that was a good day. Yeah, but, you know, okay, so that was the day after fucking Bob flooded Colostomy House, man. And Cab- Cabby... That was the day uh, Kurt Cobain died. 
Was it? Yeah, it was. It just died like the day before that, or maybe. Watch my house day. flood! We're all homeless. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't know who the fuck Kurt Cobain was. I, I didn't either. Actually, Kurt Cobain's dead. I was like, who the fuck is that? And everybody's like, what do you mean? You don't know who that is? Yeah, Madden. Uh, yeah, Madden knew who it was because he was because uh, he's from Seattle or something. But everybody else is like, who the fuck is that? And then like, and like, and then I was like, oh, it's that lame ass shitty band mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. Which I guess I, yeah, I've grown to. To have some respect for old Nirvana shit, but whatever, but yeah, whatever. yeah, whatever, yeah. But at the time, I was definitely a little too snotty about it. But it, um, because <laughs> of fuck you. Yeah. Know, but anyway, so uh, anyway, fucking, you know, there were some fucking posers from some shit squat, and uh, we went to the what was the name of that fucking uh, squat that had the gym in it with the fucking basketball hoops? That was the second place fucking uh, Citizen Fish played. It was a squat. Yeah, and that was when me and Bob was like, hey, Dick, come here. And Dick Lucas came over, and Bob was all, you ever heard this shit? And we put fucking uh, Deicide on, and Deicide oh, yeah. was like brand new, and, and Dick Lucas from Subhumans was listening to Deicide with us. Oh, yeah. And he was, and Cabby was sitting there going, you like it? You like it? And and and, and Dick's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> But, you know, yeah, fucking, man. this one motherfucker threw a basket or... He threw a basketball at somebody, and it hurt somebody at 50.05. I can't remember who the fuck it was. Hmm. And it pissed me off, and I was like, I'm going to go kill that motherfucker, you know? And I had a blade on me, and uh, I was just going to go scalp his ass because, you know, I'm an Indian. So I fucking went to go fucking do it, and uh, Willie fucking stopped me, dude, and was all, bro, bro, no. No. All right. You know, and you know Willie, may remember. So, and he's a very intimate cat. And, you know, when he was drunk, he was he was so sincere and right fucking there, you know. And that whole fucking, hey, man, like, holy shit, you know. And I remember being on the oil cans with all you guys and sitting by yeah. the fucking river. And just, I remember the A space and the A space. And that's what I was trying to say earlier. Colostomy would meet up with 5005 and we'd go to fucking A Space where that yuppie dick was fucking giving us vegetables and letting us watch manga movies. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I remember that fucking little black kid coming in there and he was all, and, and, every, and, and half the fucking place split up, you know, because one half was like, he can't watch this movie. And the other yeah, half right. was like, fuck that. That kid can watch whatever he wants because that's how punk rock we were. But I'll tell you, yeah. we were watching Legends of the Overfiend, y'all. And if you've ever seen that shit, that's some tentacle rape. That was the first tentacle rape fucking anime shit I've seen. That that motherfucker was crazy. I was like, I mean, I'm glad that little kid fucking just... Because that little kid looked at all, all of us, and we're all white and stupid. And he was this little black kid. He looked at it, he's like, man, you guys are tripping, man. He just fucking left. And I, yeah. I remember leaving. I was like, man, this kid lives in West Philly. Who knows what the fuck he's seen? And, right, you know, right. but you know, I remember us getting I remember I was at, at this house over uh, at that uh, that one notch squad or whatever, and uh, I forget somebody somebody who lived there. Megan was like, huh? Megan six six six. No, somebody somebody who lived there. I forget. Uh, I remember his name, but it don't matter. But anyway, he uh, he lived there, and we me and uh, me and another buddy of mine we went over because he had a. Uh, they had a bunch of gear over there, and we went over to, to, to. He's like, "Yeah, you guys can jam over here." And he, cause he, he, uh, he was learning how to play the drums. So me and, me and uh, my other friend went over, we were jamming, and uh, 
Anyway, we're playing like we're all stoned and shit and playing, you know, thrash metal kind of shit or whatever punk. And uh and this kid was walking by in the neighborhood, he was about our age, I think I was probably twenty one or something like that, you know. And uh he's uh walking by, he knocks on the door, and we're like, Yeah, and he's like, Man, he's like this black kid just from the neighborhood, you know, and he's like he's like, That shit sounds badass. He's like he's like, Yeah, me me my me and my friends have got, you know, we got our own rap thing going on, but uh we want to put shit like this in our music. And he's like, he's like, we don't really know anything about this kind of music. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, you know, like we didn't grow up. My dad wasn't playing black Sabbath TV, you know, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, they're like, like, we don't even know what the cool shit sounds like. I know what it sounds like, but I don't know how to do it. You know what I mean? Like we should jam. And so like, I was like, that'd be cool. And then like somebody that also lived in the house and there's a squat, you know, the, the, and, uh, he all of a sudden he was like there and he was like, like, Oh my God! There's a black guy in the limit, and and that dude, that kid was not scoping the place out or nothing. That he was totally like, "Hey, this would be awesome," and and I was kind of, you know, I was all stoned, kind of like, "Huh? Oh yeah, that'd be cool, I guess." You know, like that. You know what I mean? Like I don't know, I wasn't real talky, but but uh, whatever. Yeah, this dude comes in, it's kind of like, "Oh, okay, well, yeah, you have a nice night. Uh, get the fuck out of my house." Kind of just kind of shoot shoot the guy out the fucking door because he thought he was in there going to case the place to go back and rob it. It was like, I don't know, man. It was shitty. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, when I think about it, because like there was a couple parties back then. I remember being at, like, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I don't have that great of a guitar player, but I guess I could jam. And, and like, and uh, I remember being at parties sometimes and, and just like kind of picking up like the bands, some bands going to play later, and just like picking up the guitar until somebody yells at me about it. And uh, which now I think about it, it's probably shitty to do, but what? I wasn't going to fuck their guitar up. And, uh, you know, you do that, man. And, like some other dudes start rapping and shit. Like, like I like, I like that kind of shit. Like, you know what I mean? There's all the metal rap. I'm not that big a rap dude, you know. I, mean, I, I like some of it though, for sure. Yeah, but uh, I hear you. But, uh, but there's there's not really any good metal rap bands. You know what I mean? Like, there's always like some horseshit, like like some some horseshit, like Limp Biscuit or some. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I don't even know what the fuck. I, sorry, I even said that, but no, it's you know, okay. It's <laughs> fine. Like, Onyx and shit like that. They're like, I guess Anthrax did it, but those guys suck. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know. But anyway, so I was like, because there's a few times. Oh shit! Oh shit! Where is he? We lost him. You there, man? Yo. Oh, shit. <laughs> Hold on, guys. Well, we had yeah. some testicle fucking difficulties. Sorry about that, guys. Testicle difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I want to dedicate no. this episode to fucking Cabby and Micah. Man, because yeah. Micah hasn't even been brought up yet. I always thought he was kind of the leader of 5005 in a way. I always thought he was, because he was the half pint, but he was like, he was just in, tr yeah, no, he was he was in was trouble, on. man. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, no, Micah was, you know, I don't know, it's weird, like, because you think about that, like, uh, you know what book I was reading back then that, that uh, I haven't read it since, and I don't know, I really, at the time I was like, man, this is fucking awesome, or whatever, it was on uh, Watership Down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I read that, I read that book, like, Right, right when fifty oh five was actually kind of going on, where 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 really felt like it was going on, You're like oh cool, because like so we had the happy house for a while, but we never had the fucking we never had the power hooked up, and 
know, running water is cool and everything, but, you know, I'm sorry, man. You can't turn on the lights. I mean, turn on the lights, you cook your dinner. I, I don't know. So, anyways. Yeah, there wasn't any of that shit. Right. Like, like uh, 505, that's, like, if you're only going to have one, one uh, utility of squad, uh, power is pretty much necessary. I mean, and, uh, yeah, I think I was thinking about it recently, like, Oh, man. We're just a bunch of fucking drunk ass kids, you know, and like, and let's drop the ideals. And I don't feel like I've thrown my ideals away. I, I have it, you know what I mean? They've developed, you know, I'm not the same, the same person I was when I was, like, you know. No, none of us are, dude. We're, we're either here and we're different or we're, they're gone. Right. You know? Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, but at the same time, you know, I mean, like, there's, you know, there's people that have done a complete. Fucking 180, and you know, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like, 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 uh, somebody I didn't know, but it was, I was, we, uh, we were riding, me and Willie were riding with this chick, and, and uh, uh, I, we didn't even get where we were going, and she had the car, we were taking the gas and everything, but whatever. Anyway, she was like, we had to be this big goddamn detour to go way, way out in the middle of, like, down in fucking North Carolina, so she could see her friend, who was like her old best friend, right? Yeah, like it's her old best friend from from school, and they grew up together. And they, okay, and uh, you know, and we're and then a few years ago, our friend turned into a Mormon, and right, and I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm sorry, anybody that turns into a fucking Mormon lost their mind. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah, they, it's true. I've had a couple on the show, actually. Believe it or not. Well, I'm, well no, I'm good. You know, I'm not saying all Mormons are crazy. Although, I mean, there's some can be. There is that argument that they are kind of, but I, I try to just bad out. I think they're just, they're not just crazy, they're kind of fucking corruptly evil, man, you know? Well, right, well, I mean, there's like, there's people that probably grew up being Mormon, they're totally okay people, and they're not, you know, and there's not, it's not like a, you know what I mean? Like, like I'm just, I'm, It's not that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear trying to talk a lot of shit about Mormons. <laughs> pretty much oh, Jesus Christ it's a fucking Mormon man right. but what I'm saying is that okay yeah if you grew up that way and you're like I don't know you know and, and uh, man you know I, I, can't, I can't say that if, if I had somebody make, tell me Mormon shit ever since I could remember if I wouldn't think it even if you try to not think it you're sort of thinking a little bit maybe you know I don't know but, but fuckers that didn't weren't raised like that and they're out there you know listening to fucking you know Whatever the fuck, you know, punk rock, fucking anarchy, and all this shit. And all of a sudden, like, one day they go, they go, huh, you know what, I'm going to be a fucking Mormon. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, dude. That means you pretty much lost your fucking shit. Because, I mean, I know enough people that kind of, like, they're born again, or they, you know, they start going back to church or something like that. Yeah. You know, hey, man, I go, hey, uh, whatever, dude. Fuck it. I'm not. I'm not gonna fuck with anybody. If they, if they, they don't fuck with me. I won't fuck with them about it. But yeah. But yeah. If you're gonna like haul off and become a goddamn Mormon, then something went really wrong. Something you know? happened. Yeah. Dude, I knew this one chick. She was like, she was kind of a fucking whatever. But um, she uh, yeah, man, she uh, was raised Mormon, like strict Mormon, and I guess her folks. She was telling me that like. No, this is actually back in video five, like this, some some chick was passing through. Um, but uh yeah, then I guess her folks used to like like tell her that, you know, it would make her be afraid of hell. And and they would just like, you know, like like better do your homework or go on to hell, you know, like that. Fucking MK Ultra ass shit. Yeah, it would just be like your hell is a, is a real place, you know, and everybody's, you know, and, and saying 
I'm, whatever, dude. If you're a staunch Mormon, you're a you're a fucking wing nut. I'm sorry, but but uh, anyway, that said, they're like, you know, they're telling us like little girls, and you don't clean your room, you're gonna go to hell. And where's what's hell? Like, it's a fucking dark place where monsters reach out and grab you in the darkness, and there's nowhere you can go, and you're on fire, you know, whatever, dude. You know what I mean? You're fucking seven years old because I've fucked with her, dude. She was like, you know, whatever. 20 something, you know what I mean? She's a, a, a girl, but she was, you know, a young woman, and uh, she was it, she was still kind of traumatized with that shit. So, you know what I mean? It's kind of fucking weird. It's fucking weird, man. There's a lot of things, a lot of traumas and weird shit that comes out of that hole, you know? Yeah, yeah, well, you know, it does, it comes out of everything, it's kind of like, like, uh, I don't know, man, like, like, uh, it's hard to remember that, like, I, I, there, was, there was this, I don't know, that I, I thought, was thinking about this for a while, I still think about it, I just kind of got done thinking about it, you know, and yeah. it's been thought, but it's still, <laughs> it hasn't gone away, I just don't have to revisit it as often, but the Monday morning quarterback kind of shit where, you know, hmm. like, when I hear people just feel like, and I'm saying I never do it because I do it sometimes, you know, like where I'm like, like, well, if that was me, I would have just done this. Well, I would have just done that, whatever. And it's just like, dude, you know, there's no way if you haven't actually been in the situation, there's no way to know what the fuck you would and wouldn't do. You know what I mean? Like, if, you know what I mean? Like, you're just like, you're like, hey, if that guy would have said that to me, I would have punched him in the face. You're like, okay, well, would you have? I mean, maybe and you could say that, but, but let's just see what happens if that guy came up and said the same thing to you or whatever. And then you got the altered, and then the, the, in addition to that, of A, and then even if, that ha- if you're talking about something that has happened to you, you can be like, like, okay, if, you know, some some five foot ten guy came up and said, "Give me all your money, or I'm gonna kick your ass." Well, if you ask a little old lady what she did, she probably gave him the fucking wall because she wants this guy to kick her ass. You ask some big giant kickboxer motherfucker what he would have done. Like, shit, I just beat the fucking shit out of him. You know, <laughs> so it's like, like just because you would have beat the shit out of him doesn't mean everybody would have. Yeah, you know, dude. You know, it's like it's like everybody reacts differently to different shit. There was a there was a thing I saw. It was really cool. It was like a I don't know, a whole show. It was like some stupid shit on them, you know, about Gangland or some crap on on a History Channel. But they had this dude uh, at the end of the show, and it was like right at the tail end of the show, and he was like some he was like some OG motherfucker, you know. I mean, he, you know, like well, he was like a bad. He, he wasn't. He didn't just see the movie. That guy was an OG crip, but he had gotten out of the gang, and he was like trying to help people that wanted to get out of the gang lifestyle, and and and. And uh, which is pretty dangerous, I guess, you know, for a lot of people. It's like, oh, you can't just leave the gang. It, you know, um, it's not that simple. And uh, anyway, but so the last thing he said to the, he just like looks at the camera. He's like, well, people always say, say tell, they tell everybody, like, just be strong and don't join a gang. You know, you got to be stronger than that and, and, and just avoid all that pressure and just don't, don't do it, you know, and just be good. And he's like, he's like, some people aren't that strong, you know, and like, it was, it was cool. He was, he was like, you know, he looked like, he didn't look like, you know, like a weak one. But he's like, some people just aren't that strong. And, you know, you're, and, and, uh, you're just expecting everybody to be that strong to be able to stand up and, and do exactly what they're supposed to do with it, you know, without getting sucked into some portion like this. And, uh, he's like, man, people need help. Cause, <laughs> you know, it was cool. It was really, uh, I don't know, kind of rambling and shit. But yeah, it was, it was cool. I, 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 uh, 
I got to figure out what's going on. <laughs> it's okay. Hey, you know what, though? We're, we're at the end of the fucking hour. That was fast, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh... Sure, yeah, drink a bunch of coffee and shit. <laughs> hey, man, I'm glad you did. Well, you know, I waited a long time. This is one of those special-ass episodes I always wanted to fucking do, and I was like, hey, man, the only other put- person I could get a hold of was Butch, and that wasn't happening. So I was like, well, right. you know... But uh, Matt, Matt's around. He's out, he's out there on the on the left coast. Is he out here? Yeah. Where? I'll tell you. Oh, he's in. Uh, oh, don't tell me yet. Tell me after. Yeah, I'll tell, I'll tell you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. His his actual name, guys, is Kermit the Frogs, and you can go fuck yourself. Okay. Hey, man. <laughs> I, I want to thank you, Kevin, for being on the show, man. And. uh yeah. Dude, this is some fucking history. I mean, you know, for, for you know, hey, well, I put it like this. Um, you may or may not be a fucking Star Wars fan, but I am, you know, from the original oh, yeah. three movies. And oh, that, yeah. being at 5005 was a lot like the original Star Wars. You get these little tiny fucking moments that are only really a minute and a half in film. You know, but right. you, they stick in your fucking head forever. And that... That's how I feel about 5005 with the short time I was there before I knocked my ex bitch up and got fucking became sperm donor of the year. <clears throat> yep. Hey, shit happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, uh, you know what that place reminded me of? We used to get, and somebody had the, the videotape and we go watch, but they only had the one. It was like young ones. And they had, oh. it was like, they had the one episode called Boring. Yeah. <laughs> and uh so anyway, you know, in the three episodes around that tape weren't even that great, but like and and but and uh we're watching it, it was like I remember back then it was like very it was the similarities were remarkable. You're like, holy shit, this is like our house, you know. I remember like one time, yeah, we were standing there, I was I was on robot and we were like we were bored, we were like throwing kitchen knives at the dartboard, you know. And uh and then, you know, they always stick, like, sometimes, or whatever, they wouldn't stick, they go, blank, and you have this kitchen knife flying around the room, and, and uh, it started, I just started cracking up, like, all of a sudden, I was like, what the fuck are we doing, like, this is a, a weird-ass house, because somebody else comes home, they're like, I don't know, I'm going to walk, walk by, I'm like, okay, let's go back to throwing knives at the dartboard, I don't know, you got kitchen knives bouncing around the room and shit, you know, like, good yeah, days, another, good days, day yeah. You know, uh, and that's the legend of 5005, guys. And I'm sorry I got to cut it, man, but we're 10 seconds out. Dude, right. thanks, Kevin, man. Hold on the line. Hold on the line. I'm going to wrap it up here. I'm going to close it out for you motherfuckers out there in uh, Radio Land. Don't smoke that dust all without me, all right? All right, hold on. Yeah. The rest is history, guys. I want to thank you all for fucking joining me today. On a part of my history that's fucking dark. You know, I did go back and I was caught in an abusive relationship and I went back and I was stuck. I couldn't get out. <laughs> Even after I tried to escape, so I'm gonna tell you guys, don't feel bad if it happens to you, you know, but try not to blame ethereal forces for the shit that man does. Man is totally responsible for their shit. My ex is responsible for her shit. And sometimes we gotta take the fucking injustice. And it looks like these motherfuckers are gonna walk and go do whatever the fuck they want. Like my fucking ex-cunt. But I'll tell you, karma is a fucking bitch. I've heard things too, like, you know... Well, nobody pays 
that hurt that your enemy here, that happens in their next life. It kind of made me think, I would never act like this, but who knows what the fuck we act like from life to life. All I know is this life has been very strenuous and hard and very difficult. But it is what it is. And I hate to be fucking cliche about it. I fucking love y'all, man. Amoebics was definitely one of the fucking bands that fucking really made the impressions. I'm fucking gonna start crying. <laughs> My buddy Wick fucking ended up in the hospital in Oakland 2007. And, uh, Amoebics had gotten back together and he couldn't see it. All these guys came from 5005. I hadn't seen Dumpy and, Dumpy and Mouse and Jai. Just people I either don't talk to, like, you know, whatever. I had this fucking little camera taped to my back, and when we saw him at American Music Hall, and they patted me down, and I had it taped to my back, and I filmed the whole fucking thing, and I got Amoebix, a bootleg thing of Amoebix on a fucking uncircumcised video, y'all. <laughs> more, more squatter stories to come. I'm gonna get the fuck out of here. You guys hang tight. Be safe. Wear a fucking mask. Don't fucking do anything that I would fucking do. And keep turning in to Adam Air MD, GED, Underground Cartoon Therapy. You've been listening to Adam Air MD, GED, Underground <laughs> Cartoon. Therapy.